So glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas from me so that you can save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. Clark.com is our main website. Clark.com slash ask is where you go to post a question for me. You also can get your questions answered for free off the air from a member of our team. We've been doing that now. We're in our 26th year of providing free off-the-air advice. Scroll down on Clark.com. You'll see the phone number and hours available each weekday for free off-the-air advice. Coming up in just a few minutes, no Clark Rage today. Instead, a sizzling deal updated from last year. Even a better deal than when I talked about it last year. And later yet, Facebook has decided to jump into a new business trying to be a marketplace for you to buy things and sell things. I have some special warnings for you and know that what Facebook is offering may be more hazard than opportunity. So inflation is something that is a word that a lot of people have not really heard in more than a decade. We had much bigger fish to fry than worrying about whether the price of fish went up or anything else for a long time in the U.S. as we went through the banking scandals and then the Great Recession that followed and the very sluggish recovery for so many years, so much hardship on so many Americans because of the banks. And so now, as the economy is doing well again, inflation is becoming a real thing. But even though inflation has been so minimal over the last generation compared to previous times in American history, not all things are created equal. And in fact, Some sectors of the economy have seen massive price increases over a generation, while others have seen prices actually decrease, relatively speaking, versus wages or inflation. So let's start with the good news. What has dropped more in price over a generation than any other major consumer good? Televisions. TVs, I mean, what you get now buying a TV is so extraordinary for basically no money compared to what TVs were a generation ago. Toys have gotten so much cheaper. You know, the toy market has been in the toilet because kids are not enamored with or excited by toys like they used to be because of all the electronic distractions. And electronics obviously have gone way down in price too cell phone service is a tiny tiny fraction of what it used to cost and we forget because we're busy with our lives how much cheaper monthly cell phone service is compared to what it used to be and what you get for it and even though some of the high-end phones from samsung and apple are so extraordinarily expensive you can get a very, very good smartphone for 
a hundred or so dollars in the United States, which is incredible if you think about it. Okay, other things that are cheaper relative to where they were, clothing, uh, furnishings like um, furniture, accessories, decorative things, all a real, real deal. And this one may surprise you, vehicles relative to income. That vehicles are a real deal. What's not a deal? Number one of major categories that has increased more than any other, hospitals. The cost of going to a hospital has gone up, believe it or not, nearly 300% in a generation. That is unbelievable, except if you've ever seen what health insurance premiums are. And it's funny because a lot of times people don't see that relationship. You know, the problems we have with health insurance in the United States, the core to it, the key, is all about the cost of actual medical care itself that has gone up many, many times the growth of the U.S. economy and has gone up five times the overall inflation in the United States five times and running a close second college tuition and again the issues of affordability with colleges we're going to get the college thing under control quicker than people realize now but it has been out of control for a generation and prior to the last generation college costs did not go up way beyond the rate of general inflation in the economy, but college costs have increased four times the general rate of inflation in the U.S. And so, uh, and one surprise, housing has gone up exactly in tandem with the rate of inflation. People who got traumatized by the real estate bus last decade think that Housing is never going to be a good idea. People who've benefited based on a buying cycle, who've seen values escalate a lot, see real estate as this panacea. The reality is, historically, real estate goes up generally by the rate of inflation plus or minus a percent or two. So real estate is about a place to live, not a way to invest in the place you live. Kara is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Kara. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you? Wonderful. You have a question for me that is a wonderful question about paying bills. Okay, great. Well, for a long time, I had my bills set up to be auto-paid with my debit card. And you advised this was a bad idea due to security issues and suggested setting that up with a credit card instead. So I had a zero balance, low interest credit card and planned to pay it off every month. So I transferred all the bills from my debit card to the credit card and I thought everything was okay. Um, But within a couple of days, my credit score lost 
about 22 points. <laughs> so my question is, should my priority be security or my credit score? All right, so that decline in your credit score, 22 points is not a significant number unless you're immediately in the process of buying a home. No, I'm not. I was hoping to refinance this spring, and I'm not sure I would qualify with the hit that it took now. Well, but that hit is very, very um, episodic. And when you look at a credit score based on the percent of your available credit you're using, that hit is something that is a, a micro thing. Because let's take an example. You can kind of estimate what kind of charge volume you're having on this card with the payments you're making by automatic payment, right? Yes, yes, uh uh-huh. So if you want to manipulate your score back up and maybe even take it higher than it was before, you switch from auto payment to a debit card to auto payment on a credit card. If you anticipate, well, you know, I'm spending so many dollars per month on this, prepay your credit card bill. Okay. Then you're using it the same way you use a debit card, but with the protections that come with a credit card, because with a you know with the debit card, credit card versus debit card, because when you use the debit card, the money comes straight out of your checking account. Mm-hmm. If you just make a payment to your credit card company, anticipating what the likely charge volume is going to be, your credit score will immediately go back up to where it was before you started using this credit card as a payment vehicle. Okay. Because it's based on not that you pay your statement in full. What happens with your credit score on utilization is what your balance was when your statement closed. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you pay it before that, you will see your score immediately restore. See, it's not like a late payment, where a late payment can haunt you for a long, long time. The Mm -hmm. credit utilization is very sensitive to the current month's balance. So okay. you can you can fix that immediately. Okay. Well, that will be a very easy fix. So I'll just leave everything as it is. And you will see that you get that credit score restored very, very fast, and you will have no harm at all, no foul, with that refi that you're looking to do in the spring. William is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, William. Hi, Clark. William, you got something that your wife's employer is up to you want to ask me about. Is that right? Yes, I do. I uh, didn't know what to do with this, but uh, her employer sent home a a form for insurance, and it asked the employees to fill this out so that they can shop for insurance. And on the back of the the form is you fill out everything that uh, has happened in the last five years for your health. Every medicine, every prescription, every it, uh, it, medical it, it, episode, it, everything. It, it's like one of those forms you'd see at the dentist or um, a specialist office where they ask you if, if you had any of these problems, if you've been in the hospital know mental illness and right you check it off so is your wife's employer a smaller employer 
Yes, it is. Okay, so, so local small business. All right, so what's happened with the changes that are happening now with health insurance, with the change in administration in Washington, is that insurers, once again, for small groups, are going through medical underwriting procedures. So what they're doing is like in the old days, that they are setting rates or determining whether or not someone uh, a small business plan will be accepted based on the medical experience of everybody who works for the company and if they buy dependent coverage every family member okay but it uh you know it just doesn't seem right that she'd have to get out this give out this personal information i understand i understand completely and it is it, it we're turning away in the country from the pre-existing condition thing you know for a, a number of years you haven't had to worry about pre-existing conditions buying health coverage but there's a big push in washington to go back to insurers being able to redline people based on pre-existing conditions Okay, well, she didn't need to fill out the form if she signed the waiver of insurance. Right. Which is kind of odd because they don't even have the insurance yet, and she's waiving it. Right, because that means the employer can, if someone has himself or herself pre-existing condition or a family member that does, and they waive coverage for insurance, then the medical history survey doesn't have to be filled out by that employee because they're not going to be part of the consideration of coverage for that business. Okay, so this is uh, legal then? It is legal. I think it's wrong. I don't think this is how health coverage should work in the United States, but uh, we have this problem with affordability for health coverage in the United States, and health coverage is a zillion dollars, and so everybody's looking for some way to cut that and the way to cut it that the insurance companies are pushing for is to be able to exclude people who've ever had any serious illness and that's why these questionnaires about medical history are reappearing normally at this time you would hear a clark rageous moment but today we're gonna talk sizzling deal Last year, I told you about something called the WISE Cam, W-Y-Z-E Cam, and it was a breakthrough product that comes at a price that is a stunner, and now the new WISE Cam 2 is about to be introduced in the marketplace. Let me tell you what this is. This is, I mean, the price just makes no sense. It's a $20 home or business security camera 20 bucks and not 20 bucks with then a big monthly fee attached to it it's 20 bucks and with that you get free alerts when the artificial intelligence in the camera senses motion and lets you know immediately you can monitor the camera whenever you want right on your smartphone In short, this works like all the systems that are popping up for home or small business security cameras, but instead of being an expensive camera, it is dirt cheap, 
And instead of making money by charging you a big monthly fee, it's free. Now, the thing with WISE is I've never understood what the business model is because I don't see how they're doing anything but losing money on it. But they're doing it just like I told you last year with the original one. The new one has a lot of improvements and the price stayed the same. If you want to see this thing, the website is wisecam, W-Y-Z-E-Cam.com, and you can place an order, and they're on back order, but when they have them available again, they will ship it to you. Now, the one thing that's not cheap is the shipping charge for the Wisecam adds about five bucks to the price, but still... 20, 20 bucks plus the shipping is still basically nothing. Great to welcome you here to the Clark Howard Show, where it's about your empowerment with knowledge so you can keep more of what you make. Clark.com is our main website. Clarkdeals.com, that's where you go to save money all through the day. One strategy people use to save money is they buy things on things like Craigslist. And I've over the years warned you about the hazard and opportunity that comes with Craigslist. All the scamsters that operate in the space and the criminal activity that happens where you could be subject to an armed robbery as a buyer or a seller. I'm very pleased with the police departments around the country that allow you to uh, do a Craigslist buy or sell in the police precinct or in their parking lot. That way you chase off anybody who's up to no good is not going to want to uh, be in a situation where they're at the police station committing a crime of violence. And then on Craigslist, there are all these ripoffs that we hear about constantly where you have something listed for sale and you're contacted by somebody who says they can't come and see the item, but they want to buy it at the price you have advertised, blah, 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 blah. Scam, 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 scam. Craigslist tells you if you look at their tips on how to avoid scams, clear as could be. Well, Facebook decided, why should Craigslist have all the fun with the scammers? And so Facebook, as a venture to try to make money, now has the Facebook marketplace. And this is no better then the problems that go on at Craigslist is just an attempt for Facebook, as best I can tell, to try to capture more of your time and more of your eyeballs. Because the Facebook marketplace, there's no vetting of the stuff that's being put up there. Uh, Producer Joel, who has extensively looked through it, saw one scam after another, after another, after another, after another in the Facebook marketplace. You have the same risk that you'll be dealing with a hoodlum, same risk that you could be subject to an armed robbery, it is a no-go with me. Or I shouldn't say no-go, it requires the same exact level of skepticism and preparation to avoid harm that you have on Craigslist. So Facebook, by doing a Me Too, didn't improve anything. They created the same hazard. At the same time, For years, Facebook has had communities 
available through it, where, as an example, my wife is a member of two Facebook communities where people have to be a member, you're invited to be a member on one, the other you have to go through a screening process, there are rules you have to live by, there are moderators of the community Facebook groups, and if you misrepresent, if you don't show up for something, you've bought all that, you can be thrown out of the group, and you're dealing with people in a contiguous neighborhood area. So you're dealing with neighbors or people that are very close by. You know who you're dealing with. And it is a, it is a respected and safe environment to buy and sell. Completely different than this cheap out Facebook has done with this worthless marketplace thing they're doing. And so with these true Facebook communities, especially the ones you got to be invited in or that are very strictly run by people who, who act like they're Attila the Hun to make sure all rules are followed, that creates a safe environment for buying and selling. You know, I've gone to do pickups for my wife of stuff she's bought on the two Facebook uh, shopping groups or whatever you call them, community groups that she's in, and it's so routine. You know, Someone will have say, okay, I've left it on this bench on my front porch, leave the money wherever, and you just go and you, you pick up the stuff, and it looks a little like somebody doing a drug deal, but you're walking out with a lamp or a rug or something, and it just plain and simply works. Know the difference. The distinction of the two ways to do commerce on Facebook could not be more different. Now, in addition, Nextdoor, which is an organization that, like, we'll get alerts from Nextdoor when there's a burglary in our neighborhood or when there's um, a shopping center nearby, if there's somebody accosted in the parking lot or there's a carjacking or whatever, we get the alerts. Next door also has a shopping component that has become part of it. Again, you're dealing with people in your own neighborhood that are registered as part of the neighborhood, and that creates, again, a safer environment for you to buy and sell. Ricky is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Ricky. Hello, Clark. Um Appreciate y'all taking my call. What a wonderful program, man. I love it. Well, thank you very much. Very informative. Anyway, two quick questions. Um, What is your opinion or thoughts on, and I know everybody's circumstances are totally different, but on reverse mortgages. Reverse mortgages are, to me, a last option in somebody's life. Because reverse mortgages have so many fees with them and are so restrictive in so many ways that you have to be out of options financially that would make a reverse mortgage work. Let me explain what that is, that term to people who may not have heard of a reverse mortgage. So, Ricky, instead of you paying the mortgage company every month, the mortgage company pays you. And over time, you're eating away at the equity in your home. It's designed for somebody 
who generally is in their 60s or older and owns their home free and clear or close. And so you're uh, a legitimate reverse mortgage lender will require that you go through financial counseling first to make sure you really are out of other options and make sure you understand the implications that are involved. There have been a number of scandals lately involving reverse mortgages where people have lost their homes and been put out of their homes having done reverse mortgages. So you have to be very, very thorough in vetting the the reverse mortgage, how it would fit in your life. And so I'll tell you who it's right for. Let's say you are house rich and cash poor. You have a home you live in. You want to stay in that home. You don't have enough money to live with any comfort in retirement. And this doing the reverse mortgage would bring additional money into your life every month, bring breathing room, And this especially works well if there's no intent to have any family member inherit your home. Correct. So that's pretty much, you heard me go negative, 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 negative. And then I gave the little window where it would make sense. Correct. Yeah, Clark, I did um, apply and was approved. And I um, backed out of it one um, on one opportunity, and I so I didn't take it. I don't know uh, through prayer. I reckon just uh, I got discouraged with it. I said something doesn't feel right. It was, it was legit and everything, but I just uh, said no. You know, I'm not in that bad of shape. If you're not in bad shape financially, definitely don't do a reverse mortgage. There's no upside. And the interesting thing about it is if your finances were to become more stressful later in your life, by that point you have more equity in the home. The actuarial tables would say you're not going to live as long if you wait longer. And the amount of cash that that reverse mortgage can throw off every month would go up based on the actuarial tables. So if the situation is not dire then don't even consider it. I'm glad, Ricky, that you backed out. Marlo is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Marlo. Good morning. How you doing? I'm doing well. I have a question um, regarding um, how to invest my money. So I'll be graduating early from college in a couple of weeks, and I like to invest my money into a Roth account, I think. Um, I would like to take the payments I was making towards my school and just starting putting them to an account where I can pull money tax and or um, penalty free from both a house and education, depending on where I end up in the next couple of years. Marlo, my goodness. So you're graduating from college early. How long is it taking you? Um, about three years. Three years, you're getting a bachelor's in three years instead of four. And double majoring as well. Okay, so what are you? Are you superhuman or something? Yeah, I try my best. <laughs> and what did you double major in? Um, in business, uh, human resource management, as well as management and leadership. And what do your job prospects look like at graduation? Um, well, I've currently been working for my company for the past four years um, in HR, so I'm pretty steady here, um, but I've also applied to law school, and that's also um, an option that's been uh, floating about for the next uh, school year. Wait, 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 wait. 
So you've been working for four years. How many hours a week are you working? Um, currently, it's 40 um, hours a week, but it varies throughout the school year. It's eight hours, you know, winter breaks and summer breaks full time. It just... I was very lucky to have probably the best boss um, in the world to uh, put me forward and make sure whatever worked for me, both school and work-wise. This is really incredible what you're saying. You're working a full-time job, and you made it through college in three years. Correct. (laughs) Well, I'm not worried about you at all in life. Someone who's that industrious, you're going to be in great shape. So where you're working in HR, do they offer a 401k plan? They do, and I'm already doing the uh, match program that they uh, offer here. And is it a Roth 401k and traditional, or they only offer traditional? Only traditional. All right, so that would mean you're doing the right thing if you're putting into that 401k up to the match, Mm -hmm. and then doing the Roth, uh, which you can do up to 5,500 a year into, that would be fantastic for you to do it does give you the additional flexibility of what you would do with the money that you're not going to have in the 401k with the Roth even though I don't want to encourage you to do this you can use the Roth as a place to park money hopefully have it grow and then when you do want to use it for any purpose it doesn't have to be a limited purpose you can pull your contributions out of a Roth at any time tax and penalty free the only thing you can't pull out are any earnings that your Roth money would have so it's a very flexible place for you to put additional money aside and the the great thing is if you don't need it for other purposes you just leave it in there and let it grow tax-free all through the years I have a quick question on that. Should I continue using the 401k services my company provides or look at other um, 401k providers and separate from the company? Is there Well, I want you to be with a, I don't know who your company uses for a 401k. I want you to be with a low-cost provider. Mm-hmm. And if you look at my, I've got a very brief investment guide at Clark.com. I only list low-cost companies. If you look at that guide and your employer is using one of those, then fine. Use that same company for your Roth IRA. On the other hand, if your company is not using one of the low-cost companies, then you detach from who that is and set up your own Roth IRA with one of the cheapos. And I'll even talk you through what are my favorite investments for you to look at for a Roth IRA with those various companies and again congratulations on everything you've accomplished so quickly Susie's with us on the Clark Howard show Susie hi Clark how How are you you? doing understand you have a suggestion for me yes um, I also want to say that many conversations in my house begin with me saying well Clark Howard says Uh uh-oh (laughs) <laughs> oh, you're going to make me a hated individual inside your no, household. No, no, they just know that I'm I'm a fan and I like to take your advice. And so I know you like to give cash as gifts, and I do too. I think it's practical. But I like it to be more personal and with thought in it. So lately I've Googled how to uh, fold origami money. And so when I give a cash gift, I fold it into a cute little shape. I did a little shirt and trousers for a Christmas gift exchange. It was a hit. 
And then most recently, I sent my daughter a little heart-shaped $20 bill for Valentine's Day. All right, that's brilliant. That is brilliant because (laughs) so often people are turned off by how crass I sound about giving people cash instead of giving them uh, a gift card or giving them something that who knows if they're even going to want it because cash they can do whatever with. But your idea of turning it into something really, really cute is ingenious. Yeah, and I think I'm going to look up how to fold a um, shamrock for St. Patrick's Day. Very good. Just Google origami money, and there's tons of instructions. It's pretty simple. Oh, oh, easy for you to say. Okay, I'm going to try it. We're going to film me trying to origami a dollar bill, and it will be a short film comedy because I probably won't be able to pull it off. But it is a great idea you have, Susie, Clark says. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for Ask Clark. That's where you post a question for me at Clark.com. And producer Joel asks it for you. What you got, Joel? Clark Mary Ellen wants to know, I purchased a Huawei Honor 6X smartphone from Amazon after it received good reviews on Clark.com. I've loved the phone, but just this week, Kim Commando's website had a warning from the U.S. intelligence agencies warning the phones were a privacy concern. Should I be concerned about this? Well, a friend of mine uh, has an Honor 6X because his phone died, and I said, hey, this was the best deal going, and now he's asking the same question of me, and the thing is, the FBI director has said that Huawei and ZTE are both threats to your privacy and to national security. There have long been questions about these two companies and what connection they have to the Red Army or the Communist Party in, in China. And so they are very recognized brands elsewhere in the world, but in the United States, they both have a big cloud over them. As to the threat to you as an individual having an Honor 6X, I don't know there's any change you need to make. I think it's the cumulative effect of a huge number of people having uh, ZTE and Huawei phones that if there is, in fact, a conspiracy on behalf of the Chinese Red Army or the Communist Party, that's where the overriding national concern would come from. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. I appreciate you spending part of your day with us here on The Clark Howard Show. I want you to know that if you need consumer advice, we're here to serve you off-air for free, nine hours a day. 
if you go to Clark.com and go down the home screen, you'll see a section, Consumer Help and Tools. Click on Consumer Action Center and you can get that free off-the-air advice.